Welcome back to Honesty Talk. In this episode, we are going to be speaking about toxic relationships. Uh, in the comment section on YouTube and Facebook, a lot of brothers and sisters have spoken about how to identify, uh, sorry, have asked how to identify a toxic relationship, that they're in a toxic relationship, how do I manage it, what do I do? So we're bringing this topic to the table. Mm. Toxic relationships can span different relationships. They can enter, toxicity can enter different relationships. Mother to child, husband and wife, friends. And I guess we're going to talk about this from different angles. So I think I'll start with you, Leninka. When we have spoken about toxic relationships, mm. kind of off camera, I mean, you've had a lot to say, Yeah, a lot to say. Um, where would you like to start? Okay, so toxic relationships often, when, we when people talk about toxic relationships, it's often in the realm of marital relationships. But what we sometimes fail to recognize and identify is that that is not the only realm. So you can have to toxic friendships, you can have toxic relationships even with your employer mm -hmm. and with family members, people's even your you know your parents. You could have there there could be a level of toxicity, mm -hmm. right? And it's when this particular um, relationship is affecting your mental emotional well being. Mm -hmm. That's where there's a level of toxicity. Just like any kind of toxin in your body impacts you, that's how toxic relationships impact you and I hear a lot of women ask about narcissist um, people husband mother whatever usually husband and mother actually to be fair as the questions around what do I do if I have a narcissistic mother or what do I do if I have a narcissistic husband and these are especially more so with parents it's really tricky because of rights of parents um remaining at the ties of kinship and things like that husband we can say well yeah <laughs> right <laughs> can't divorce your parents <laughs> right and so that's that's definitely an area that is tricky to navigate because it's about boundaries and setting boundaries and not just setting boundaries but you knowing how to uphold your own boundaries with regards to what you will and what you won't accept. I'd like to take a step back a little bit in that um, some people are unaware that they're in a toxic relationship. Mm. They're completely unaware. They're not conscious that this is a toxic relationship. They feel that something is wrong. Maybe there's a lot of, um, uh, th th there are so many arguments, something doesn't feel right. Um, there's just constant conflict, 
but they they're unaware that the relationship is toxic because when we when when you when you look into toxic relationships there are um uh manifestations within the relationship that are akin to love okay mm-hmm. and there's a lot of confusion there's a lot of overlap mm-hmm. and so they confuse a very intense loving connected relationship when actually that the manif- the 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 um the uh, intensity and the connection is as a result of the meeting of the uh, unconscious mess of two individuals mm-hmm. and it's only when something kicks off something major happens or when one starts to read up about it or starts to listen to podcasts about it or starts to go into therapy that they become consciously aware mm-hmm. that this is actually a toxic relationship mm-hmm. so it's i think it's 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 important you know right from the outset to like you said to look at is is this relationship with this person making me feel whole grounded healthy mm-hmm. if it isn't then you need to start asking some questions because mm-hmm. a lot of people are in toxic relationships and they have no idea mm-hmm. that actually this is a meeting of core wounds mm-hmm. and not actually a meeting so how do they health. start that process of identification it's mm-hmm. it's 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 taking a step back it's it's you know you know when something's wrong it's mm-hmm. trusting your your gut feeling yeah. right it's you know like if i'm vibing like that like i vibe with both of you mashallah yeah like you're my, you're, you're my people you're my yeah. people right alhamdulillah may allah bless the friendship and me everyone say mashallah <laughs> you know <laughs> you know <laughs> you know like for example in a friendship you can feel that something's you, something's not right mm-hmm. or you meet someone for the first time and it's like <gasps> this immediate <gasps> my soulmate you're like every like like where have you been and you know and and that immediate intensity actually when you, you when you yeah when you read up about it and you look into it they are exactly they're warning signs because actually in in a in a healthy relationship it it takes a period of time for you to build a healthy connection whether that's um in in a romantic sense in a friendship but when it's an immediate kind of like fireworks intensity normally there's a meeting of something that's happening at an unconscious level mm-hmm. and then you know as time goes on guys get your notebooks out things <laughs> things happen mm-hmm. so i think it's about it's about looking at the history of your relationship looking at the impact that's having on your mental like you said that your mental emotional psychological well-being mm. and just asking yourself okay is this producing um a uh, health from from for myself or is it actually um affecting my emotional psychological spiritual health mm. I like the hmm you do before you speak. Mm. <laughs> um uh, okay so you asked a question I think um 
the the, the at, you spoke about coming into awareness, doing research. You know, someone switched on the lights, and now I know that this thing exists, and I may have possibly been involved with it. Um, I think that the the trend initially is to move towards labeling. Mm. Uh, I think you know this person is a narcissist. I think I'm an avoidant. I think so. We start to label things because it's new and it's. And we want to make sense of it. We want to make sense of it. We want to attach meaning. We want to know what we went through, um, and, and that's natural. But I think what it can take away from is the actual work. If I, if I'm busy saying that, okay, this okay, the reason why she suffered is because she was in a relationship with a narcissist, and I think then we start analyzing him. Mm. We're not looking at her. Mm. We're not looking at her role in condoning and staying, and what part of her needed that, and what part of her was attracted to that. Instead of doing, like working on what she with what's within her control, what she can manage, what she can change, how she can actively move towards being more healthy, we're busy talking about his pathology, mm. and I think that that is that can be um, it can be a nice distraction. It's a nice say, pastime. Yeah, well. it's, it's victims club. It's a little bit like I get to be in this club and 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 complain about them and their behavior. The other thing was um, you spoke about. Uh, the dynamics in in a relationship where um, uh, the boundaries and reinforcing my boundaries, um, looking at you know the relationship and the individual and, and distinguishing between the two. In a, in the case of a couple, there is me, there is you, and then there's the relationship in the middle, and we have to be able to navigate these spaces and know our place in these spaces. Mm-hmm. You're not welcome. In the definition of me that's not your place i'm not welcome to reach in and try and change and impact you in your space and in the middle in the relationship we both have our share of work to do this is that's a shared space between the two of us mm. and knowing where everyone belongs mm. and putting up the boundaries and protecting those spaces appropriately i think is the work so instead of getting caught up in the labels you can recognize that there can be awareness and that's the first step but i don't know that it's healthy to move in and just start talking about the label, the label, the label. Okay, we we established you were in an unhealthy dynamic. Now what can we do yeah, to move you to absolutely. a more healthy space? Awareness is needed before you can do that. Yeah. Because if you're not aware that you are in a toxic relationship, you won't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the first step. So I, I encourage, um, you know, uh, sisters that I work with to, to read, to listen, to become aware, to pay attention to the uh, physiological changes that are taking place in their bodies as they engage in the relationships with the people that they have a feeling that something is not you know, quite right about. Because often um, a, a toxic relationship will manifest physically within the body. So the awareness is important. And once you, once you, once you, um, once you identify that it's a toxic relationship, like you said, it's it's about it's about going inwards. It's about looking at yourself in relation to that toxicity, and not necessarily the other person. Because the more you focus on their traits, their actions, uh, the the toxicity that's coming from them, you're just simply shifting. A, 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 you're shifting away from the necessary attention that's needed on healing the wounds that are actually a part of that toxic relationship, whether that's you accepting, condoning, um, and 
therefore prolonging the toxic relationship. Yeah. So it's very important to And people watching this focus. Will, will, some people watching this, some ladies watching this, will feel as if they're, they have been, that their experience has been dismissed, mm -hmm. right? What do you mean I should just focus on myself? Are you trying to say that it was okay for him to do this? Are you okay for them, for her to say this and to do that? That's not what we're saying, not at all. right? And it's important to articulate that yes. because there are going to be people who are triggered by what we're saying <laughs> and, and go off on a, into a rant. Yes, you experienced what you experienced and how you felt and how you feel about what you've experienced and what they've said and what, you know, the relationship, whatever, is completely valid. Mm -hmm. So we're not invalidating that. That's no. real. Very real. Very, very real. And you own your feelings to what that, how that made you feel, right? Mm. And also, there is work still to be done within you. They have their work to do, yeah. but you know what? That's not your business mm -mm. because that's for them to do. You have your wounds to heal, mm. yourself to nurture, yourself to maybe even re rebuild and mend mm -hmm. as a part of that toxicity that you were in because toxicity changes you. Mm -hmm. It has an, an, an impact on the way you see things, on the way you feel about things, on if you can trust, if you can't trust, you know, if uh, you, you might become hypervigilant, you know, and how you're triggered and certain things, you know, you don't realize that you're being triggered. You know, your child might look like them and and you're being triggered anytime your child makes a sound right mm -hmm. and that is that's why it's so important for us to do the work and to shine light within ourselves mm -hmm. because that really is what we're living with and the reason why we need to do that i'm so glad you you, you brought that up the reason why we need to do the work is because the nature of um uh toxic relationships is that okay so you may be on the receiving end of someone else's toxicity but your your unresolved wounds are also at play here mm -hmm. okay and if you do not go inwards and you do not focus the attention on yourself even though that person who is harming you who is wronging you leaves the equation you're still you're going to find yourself in a similar relationship because the nature psychologically is that your your um uh your unconscious needs that were not met need to be that the, the circumstances need to be replayed in order for it to be resolved so if you are focusing on that person their work what they did and you're entitled to to have those feelings but if you're focusing on that and you're not focusing on yourself you're simply going to find yourself in another toxic relationship be it with a friend be it with a family member be it in a in a, a colleague work relationship you know marriage because you still haven't resolved the 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 issues right and that and that's and that's the nature of um uh, trauma bonds and, and, and toxic relationships, you will find yourself repeating old patterns because you still need to do the work. And it's not enough to just leave that no. relationship and to cut that relationship. No. It's not, so often you, you hear, just leave it, just leave it, just leave it, you know, cut off, cut them off, cut them out. You don't need them in your life. You know, you can't deal with that negative energy and that toxicity. Mm -hmm. Okay, now what? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. step one. That's step one. 
right now what the work now is not to just go off into another relationship with someone else or to create new relationships or to it's actually to step back like you've just said Mm. and and uh discover what is going on within you and to heal those wounds so what is going on let's let's talk about this so what so there's a a person finds themselves in a toxic relationship like we said it could be with a parent it could be with a spouse it could be with a friend what is going on what 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 have we noticed in the work that we do in the experiences that we've had ourselves what is going on i think what jumps to mind is what you said about the physical reaction that you have like in your gut you can feel and and this this habit of the the beginning of building awareness is checking in like you have got to put this habit in that whenever you interact with someone have an experience even interact with things check in and see how I feel after that. Mm-hmm. When I talk to clients, when I talk to friends, a, an incident happened, a conversation happened, you met someone, an interaction, how do you feel? Do you feel good? Are you feeling stress? Where are you feeling tense? You know, what, what, what is happening to you? How, how are you feeling? Where are you feeling it? Where have you felt that feeling before? It's so surprising to me when, you, when, when I get people to do that and how disconnected they are with themselves that they just don't know do you know why because we're so connected to the external that we are not connected with our internal Mm. and that's why it's important as a general rule that we take time out to disconnect from social media technology people and we actually sit with stillness and we sit with ourselves so that we can understand okay i'm feeling this in my body or I'm feeling this type of emotion, and that's we need to to become attuned to ourselves, mm-hmm. and that's when we'll be able to say, okay, you know what? That speaking to that person Set the tone. that that reminds me of something I felt when I was ten. Mm. Okay, something's going on there. Mm. You know, it's, we have to become sensitive to what's going on inside of us, mm. where it's coming from, and that's why it's so important to to go inwards and to be still it's the only way it's the only way any toxic relationship involves your core wounds as well right and in order for you to uh live and experience a more healthy uh, lifestyle with healthier relationships it's not just simply choosing a, a a better partner next time or better friends next time it's really resolving your own stuff, right? And doing the work. So what, what are we saying here? We're saying that to become aware. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. To become aware, to spend time with yourself, to mm-hmm. sit with stillness, to sit, to sit with silence, to, to really spend time with yourself. Yeah. What else are we saying? We're also saying I, I, I mean, I'm saying that it's really important to decide, to know what you want and to make a decision in terms of the relationship, whether it's severing the relationship, whether it's putting up healthier boundaries. Because other people will tell you what you should do. Mm-hmm. But you're the one living it. Right. You're the one that will sleep, go to sleep with it right. and wake up with it. And so it's you who need to know, actually, what do I need and what do I want? Because it's not necessary that you have to sever 
all relationships. No, not at all. So this, even that that idea that you have to cut off all toxic relationship mm. is in itself toxic. It's a toxic idea because not all relationships need to be severed mm. because you're just going to go around severing everything. But you mm. again, not doing your work, not setting your boundaries, not learning about yourself, not actually pointing exactly. Yeah. Mm. So you again, this is this is where stillness, reflection, journaling, oh, yes. you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get the notebooks out. Get things out of here. Don't say you know. Get it out of here. Get it out of here and put it on paper and see it. Because it's different when you see it on paper. Mm-hmm. Right? And ask yourself, what do I need and what do I want? What will help me towards wholeness mm-hmm. and a place of feeling grounded? Is it that I is it that I need to set healthier boundaries? Is it that I need to find my own voice and stand up for myself? Is it that I need to um, deepen my connection with Allah? What is it that I need? And making your decision from there. No need to consult everyone else because everyone else will have their uh, version of what you should need based on them and their wounds. And their experiences. And their experiences. So you focus focus on yourself and and make a decision from there, obviously with istikhara and seeking guidance from Allah, because that's He knows. He knows what you need, and He know, and He can guide you and support you through that. Um, because I hear a lot of I, you see on social media, just cut him off, just leave, just that's not healthy. And what if the what if, what if the toxic relationship is with a sibling, is with a family member, is with a parent, yeah, you can't and you're and you're not learning, you're not growing, you're not moving, you're not developing, you're just cutting people off. And yes, you'll say that oh, it makes me feel better. Yes, in the short term, it will make you feel better until you get into the same relationship with someone else. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that I I've, I've read in a number of comments is that it uh, are sisters that that ask, what do I do? when the toxic relationship is with a is with a parent yeah that's a t- that's a t- that's a tough one because okay so i know that my my path to jannah is in pleasing my parents mm. right being good to my parents it's upholding the ties of kinship you know it's salatul rahim you know it's it's i know that that is like allah will be pleased with me if i uphold these these ties but at the same time it's affecting me every single day. What do I do with it? So this is this is a this is where, uh, and I'm sure you have your own thoughts. This is where I believe two things. I mean, any type of toxic relationship, I believe there's only so much that you can do on your own. By all means, do that. Do the journaling. Do the walking. Do the you know. You need to seek help. You need help from a professional. Uh, some, you know, some type of therapy, psychotherapy, because, like I said, often there are core wounds, often from childhood, that are that are at play here. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Um, uh, I've lost my train of thought again. Number, <laughs> number, number two is. I think you need to frame you you need to frame the relationship in the light of Allah being one who sees it all. It's not a case of Allah said be kind and good to your parents period. Allah sees 
what happened in your childhood. Allah sees that you are wanting to be the dutiful child. Allah is seeing that you you want to uphold the ties of kinship and Allah is seeing that you're breaking by being in the company. He To, to frame it and realize that he is seeing it all and that Allah, the all-knowing, the most merciful, the most compassionate, that he sees your effort and he also sees your pain. Mm-hmm. And again, like I've said in, in previous episodes, that the priority is your soul, your well-being. It's your soul because you know what? On Yom Qiyamah, on the Day of Judgment, there will be no parents, there will be no friends, there will be no spouse, there will be no child. It will just be you. Now, I'm not here saying, go cut off the relationship with your parents. I'm not saying that at all. But just realize that you're not dealing, you're not being seen by a laws that does that only sees one aspect of it. You're 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 dealing with a Lord who sees the entirety, even things that you've forgotten about. And so it's important that as you're seeking therapy and as you're trying to kind of reconcile uh, between the duty and the pain and the trauma, that you're constantly in dialogue with Allah and asking Him to guide you upon this journey. Right. Hearing you talk about uh, working with a therapist and trying to get someone to help you to navigate the subconscious aspects, um, we were talking about how do you go about doing the work. Um, and I think after awareness, paying attention, checking in, getting curious, um, through journaling and your work in therapy, you start to see your patterns. Um, and, and not just journaling when you're hashing out a difficult moment, but having an ongoing log of the, then you can start to see the patterns because we have data over time and you're able to see that, okay, yeah, when things get tight, I tend to go, this is my go-to response. This is my go-to because you're never going to move until you're able to recognize that this is the dynamic and then you can choose to respond differently or choose to take a different course of action. And that, and that does take a second set of eyes sometimes mm. to point out the things that I, I couldn't see it, but someone else can help me, mm. can help me see. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's not the easiest space to navigate, and, mm-hmm. and especially with the p- parental uh, toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. They are the toughest to navigate, like I said, because you can't divorce your parents. <laughs> but it's one that I often, when I speak to clients, I often get them to realize that this pa- this parent of yours, they're carrying their own wounds. Their own trauma, mm-hmm. yeah. It's generational. And they hold they and they don't even recognize mm-hmm. that they're responding to you. They're talking to you from that place of trauma. Mm-hmm. And when you see them, because often, you know, your mom, your dad might say something, and then you rebuttal with something else back. Mm-hmm. So you're it's just a wound on wound battle, mm-hmm. right? It's their stuff with your stuff. With your stuff, mm-hmm. and recognizing and allowing yourself to see that this person right here. They're responding with their wounds and they're responding with something so deep they don't even see it. And that's why the, that's why your own work is necessary. Yeah, but even more so like to allow yourself to just see them in their wounded humanity mm-hmm. and not feel the need that you always have to respond to that mm-hmm. and to fight that because they don't, they don't see it. And to actually make dua for them, mm-hmm. that Allah sends them healing 
and allows them to see and brings their awareness. It's, it's, it's harder when the older they are because, you know, we say that people are set in their ways, but I don't believe it's impossible. I, I think there's always an opportunity for anyone, regardless of their age, to see that I've got some issue. There's something not quite right here, right? But not always feeling like you needed to respond to get the last word in, to, to, to stab them just as hard as they stabbed you, you know, wanting them to feel the pain. I think that's really important. Because you are like in the moment though, it's really hard not to become, you know, the parent and four-year-old, six-year-old, yes. to feel the fear, they're being overbearing, they're attacking me, I don't feel sick. You can go into a visceral, physical, you know, so that awareness is, is this is next level work to get mm -hmm. to the stage where you can be in your adults yeah, and, and see them with compassion and respond with like, you know, consciousness. Sometimes it's just enough to just breathe, yeah. to take a breath and that's it. If that's all you can do, just do that. Um, because yeah, your your four year old wounded self will rise to the rise to the surface. Have a tantrum, and she will have a tantrum. Mm. <laughs> and she she's like, you know, that time that you didn't see me, I want to be seen. You didn't hear me, I want to be heard. I'm going to show you. I'm gonna I don't want to be abandoned. And I want to be rejected. Be, right, all of those things will start coming up. And sometimes just that breath gives that moment of space. Yeah. Just it's enough. Mm -hmm. really the pause, that? yes. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm modeling. And, and that, that, that brings that brings me on to to because um, uh, we kind of need to wrap up the the episode. But um, if there's anything that, and, and I know I speak for all of us because I I know the conversations that we've had, that um, one uh, type of uh, kind of self therapy, if you if you can't find a therapist to 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 look into and to begin as soon as possible to heal from a toxic relationship is looking at reparenting your inner child. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of a lot of the reasons why we're in a toxic relationship or we find ourselves in similar toxic relationships is because of the unmet needs and wounds of the inner child. And we've got that episode from season two yes. that, that people yes. can go and watch. Yes. Yes. So this has been a, a well, somewhat heavy episode and uh, Please do share your thoughts and feelings with us and we'll see you again at the next episode of Honesty Talk, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. All those text messages, all those posts on Facebook or Instagram, whatever, those comments, and you respond in a certain way because you can't hear. There's no nuance of the tone, the, the pace, there's nothing. If I if I come back feeling that, you know, they're they're coming for me, I'm just I'm just rolling up my sleeves and coming in to fight. My kids get scared when I when, when I say that again. Say that again? <laughs> nope, no mum. <laughs> If you're kind of coming up with a story as to why and how and the, what they said and, and what that means. When I shift my tone, their response to me is completely different. Yeah,